position at the back. They're incredibly good. Credit to everybody because of the amount of work that they must put in. Quick and clever. Absolutely fantastic. Man, team, team, but but say what? I'm coming for that number one spot. Hey, here he comes. Wilson has scored. Dinked into the middle, headed down in off the post. Joel Inside goes for goal. Big Al Almiron, Newcastle United four, Aston Villa nil. All right, man. Game, game, but but say what? I'm coming for that number one. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Hello, good evening and welcome. This is FPL Bros. This is episode 79 and this is Kudro joined by Derek. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Kudro. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not bad, not bad. I'm still kind of screwing over my um, game week 14 score. <laughs> but we'll we'll get on to that sooner soon enough, I suppose. Only two game weeks left until the World Cup starts. The... Uh, massively controversial christmas as it were as it were world cup and yeah have you got any plans do you think you might do world cup fantasy for that or anything like that probably not i think i'm just <laughs> going to take that as a chance to rest my brain for the christmas back-to-back fixtures true true it's, it's pretty intense i did it last time round, and yeah. you you just forget so much yeah uh, <laughs> because it's it's one of those games where in a game week you can change your captain you can change your subs and then you start you're supposed to start planning who your subs and your captains are going to be in advance in case one guy doesn't pull it off and uh i i mean the whole point of these games is they're so supposed to be simple but i i was i was the one who was too simple anyway <laughs> <laughs> it was... To witness the monumental anyway, let's have a look at how Gay Week went. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, so um, I didn't do too well. I ended up with 49 points. My captain wasn't Salah, so that was a good move to make. I got a caught whiff of some news about Holland not being in the squad and Foden being on the bench, so I made sure both of those didn't start in my squad which paid off so mm. <laughs> you know hey I got a bit lucky there yeah just not a great week overall just not a great week overall I think the only person that the only people that returned was obviously Salah as the captain Trippier as the defender and then like I got a couple of clean sheets here and there but no one else really did anything for me so yeah it was a bit disappointing what about you yeah also very disappointing got a red arrow i scored 59 points and as the average was 59 points it mean i sank uh i was like you although i wasn't didn't quite have my ear to the ground as firmly as you did but obviously when i heard about foden and Holland, uh, i already had my captaincy on salah but i tried to swap foden for saka but that was at the time the tight went down so it didn't happen and i just thought oh okay then hopefully foden comes on and does something obviously he 
came on and did nothing. And Saka did get his assist, but he went off injured. So I don't know. Do I feel good about that? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Not not really. And okay, I just want to give a warning here now that the the language here is going to get pretty fruity, but I just don't care anymore. So I had Tony and it should have been Wilson. I had Mitrovic. That should have been yeah. <laughs> Salah, it should have been KDB. And I had Zaha, which should have been Almiron. And that's what killed me, basically. Because I didn't have any of those four players. I suffered. And I'm just inside the top one million now. And, uh, <laughs> and hindsight, I'm, I, hindsight, eh? Yes, yes. But I, I yeah, I suppose so. It, it is a hindsight thing, I suppose. But now I've got Tony, who's suspended for one game. And I'm not really sure about what to do, but obviously we'll we'll come on to that. So apologies there. You can, if you're of a sensitive disposition, you can uncover your ears now because I'm done. I'm done turning the air blue. Ah, uh, life. Never uh, mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, Thank you. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Okay, what are your plans for this coming week? What are your thoughts? Are there any fixtures that look a bit juicy? Well, without wishing to sound boring the juiciest looking fixture is the man city one against mm. fulham but i think that's yeah. kind of obvious yeah are there any any others well i suppose maybe west ham versus crystal palace because i did think that yeah although crystal palace have been looking good apparently away from home they're terrible and west ham you know they're always capable of beating teams you know certainly capable of beating relegation fodder but they've been known to do well against more mid-table sides too. I suppose the one standout fixture really is going to be Newcastle versus Southampton, mainly because Newcastle are flying high, but again, it's not always easy away from home. And Southampton, this depends on which Southampton turns up. There's a good Southampton, which could give Newcastle a run for their money. And there's the bad one where they just get rolled over. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. What do you think about Unai Emery being at Villa? I know we've spoken about the teams which are either in good form or the teams which have historically won stuff. So looking at your City, looking at your Newcastle. What do you think about Aston Villa? They had a bit of a, they've had a bit of a shaky season. They had a much better season last year and they've got a lot of potential in in the squad. So do you think Emery is going to make a difference to that? Do you think we're going to probably start seeing value in some of the Villa players again, like Coutinho or Watkins, especially after um, their performance last week. Yeah, it's it's kind of difficult to say. I'd, I would point out that even though Villa more or less looked good for most of last season, um, towards the end of the season they really ran out of steam, and I think that's part of the reason the Villa fans were pretty much ready to kick Gerard out after their first two or three games of this season. But anyway, Emery at Villa. Obviously, Villa have got Man United at, at home. Uh, on Sunday yeah despite how his tenor at Arsenal panned out apparently Emery is known as a manager who's normally good at shoring up the defense and Mm -hmm. I think considering where Aston Villa are I wouldn't be surprised if that's where he he started now this could be interesting obviously there's there's always Tyrone Mings and there's Martinez players who performed well in the past at the moment you've got Ashley Young keeping Luca Dean out of the side uh you've got matty cash on the other side so they could be worth a look then obviously up front uh you've got bailey 
and I'd be very surprised if he were to lose his place under Emery. And he's a cheap asset. I know a lot of us had him to start off at the beginning of the season. Elsewhere, it's a bit more difficult. You know, Watkins, Ings, do you play them both together? Do you play one or the other? Do you play mm. one off the other? Philip Coutinho, I'm sorry. And I know <laughs> you might not want me to hear this. You might not want me to say this. And James might not want me to say this. But I think he's done, personally. And the problem oh, with wait. him is that he's still a quality player. But I think he's just too inconsistent for what you're getting. On the other hand, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. He, he might be somebody that you might want to rate. You're going to regret those words more than <laughs> Carragher regretted what he said to, about Martinez. <laughs> I say plenty that I regret. But um, it, it's difficult, I think, with, with the other attacking players. I mean, Coutinho, Buendia, who do you get? You know, obviously um, last season as well. Um, who's the other boy they've got in midfield? He was really cheap and came 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 off good every now and again. Do you know who I'm talking about? For who? Villa. Yeah. Oh, Wait. the English one. Yes. Ram, Ram Ramsey. Yeah. Ramsey. That's it. Yeah. I mean, could he, could he stage a comeback? A lot of people. I mean, McGinn has a big reputation at Villa, but I've never seen him as a fantasy asset because I don't think he does an awful lot. You know, he, he, he may be the leader of the team, but that doesn't necessarily mean he gets involved in assists and goals. And that's what you want from a fantasy player. So that's my assessment then. Wait, wait and see. Obviously, there are the team with plenty of good players who can play well, as we've seen. But if you had to twist my arm, I'd say look at the defence to start off with. Probably Martinez and maybe Mings and Luca Dean if he gets his place back. Okay. All right, that sounds good. What else did we want to discuss today then, Koja? <laughs> I just want to say briefly, even though it's probably quite obvious, that um, I still think all eyes should be on Newcastle United. But I will say this. Today, literally today, it only just occurred to me that... Obviously, Almiron and Wilson are the guys who are flying high at the moment, but it's probably only because there's two players in that team who aren't playing, who are... ASM? Yep. And... Willock? Well, actually, Willock's not doing actually that badly. His stats are pretty good. No, it's um, Isaac. Ah, of course. Yeah. Because people are like, oh my God, Wilson and Almiron, how come they're doing it? Well, the reason they're doing it is because the two players who were supposed to be doing it are injured, aren't they? So that's something to bear in mind. When Isaac and and, uh, St. Maximin come back, we might find that Wilson and Almiron suddenly aren't as good as we thought they were. But Mm. generally speaking, I I think, you know, even, even then... Trippier's good. He's good for the. I've. I've. Botman's also good. He's only four point four million, and his defensive numbers are pretty good as well. Um. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are riding his share, and they've got joy out joy out of him as well. Some people have got the triple up on Newcastle defence, and they they're doing pretty well. Yeah, I think sometimes we have to remember as well. Some players will underperform, and then towards the second half of the season, they'll start catching up to be at the rate at the performance stage they need to be and then it goes the other way around for some other players who will un who will overperform and then they'll just not have any performance at in the second half of the season. So I I'll be cautious. Like a lot of people have gone triple Newcastle 
I think the most I'd do is double. Yeah. Obviously, you could take that risk now because of the wild card situation after the World Cup, but yeah, I'd definitely kind of hold back a little bit. Okay, fair enough. Oh, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the pod, uh, you need to click on the like button and you also need to click on the subscribe button. And do it, do it right now. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be done. Okay, before we... Sorry, were you going to say something? No, I think I know what no. you're going to say, but you go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, before we get on to player picks, just point of information, there will not be any price rises or falls during the World Cup. Amazing, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, there are a lot quick, of people quick don't. Facts. But <laughs> it's right. It's, it's going to be like it is just before the season starts. Literally... Everybody stays at the price that they are at the end of game week 16. And then you can transfer people out in and, in and out as much as you want, but it's not going to make a difference to their, their price. And the reason for that is because everybody will be able to do it, basically. So don't worry about, you know, trying to build up value in your players or whatever during the World Cup, because it's not going to happen. It's literally going to be like at the beginning of the season. And your squad value is your squad value. And the players are at the price that they're at. And then you just, um, you know, do what you want and, until the game week 17 deadline, which is Boxing Day as well. So try not to get too merry on Christmas if you want your FPL team to do well on Boxing Day. Just just do your team straight after. Yeah, pretty That's much. Yeah. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Before we move on to player picks, actually, I just wanted to call out, we've got Spurs versus Liverpool this this coming Sunday. Mm. Um, any thoughts on that on that game? I know both of these two teams have been struggling a little bit. Liverpool a bit more than Spurs, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's amazing, isn't it? Liverpool have been killing it in Europe. Killing I mean, they've it. They've literally just Absolutely turned over it. one of the best teams in Italy. It's incredible. Yeah, I think, I don't know what it is. And from them to go from how they played against City to losing to Leeds to mm. beating Napoli, I'm starting yeah. to think it's when they underestimate teams. And I don't think they'll underestimate Spurs. So I see a good result coming, just purely based on how how it looks like they've been playing, the mentality. Well, he, here's the thing. When, when you play a game like FPL, you've got to differentiate. I mean, we're all trying to predict the future when it comes to every game week. And so we can only go based on what we know and what we've seen in the past. So sometimes you generally do get freak results. But if teams are playing well or, you know, they're putting in the effort and they're creating chances, sometimes they'll score goals and sometimes they won't. What I'm trying to say is... <laughs> And, and some people might think I'm being generous here, but hear me out. I really do think that Liverpool didn't really deserve to lose that game against Leeds. And oh, the reason, yeah, I mean, they could have scored more and they probably should have scored more. But here's the thing, right? The first goal that Leeds scored was kind of freakish. Yeah. Nine out of ten times. What's his face? What was the name of that defender who did the back pass? What's he called again? Oh, Gomez. Yeah, nine out of ten times, Gomez passes the ball back to Allison properly. Yeah, it's not an issue. They do it all the time. Everybody plays out from the back now. Okay, he didn't, and that gave Leeds a sniff, and they put it away. The second goal was actually very, very good, and I want to see the XG on it because I bet it's really low. Okay, when that boy, um, whatever his name is, gets in, yeah, he hits it before anybody knows what's happening. Yeah, yeah, he hits it. 
Yeah. You think he's yeah. going to take a touch or a step. Yeah. But the yeah. ball's in front of him. He literally just hits it with the outside of his boot. It caught yeah. everybody unawares. Yeah. yeah. Again, he does that nine times. He screws it wide. Or he doesn't hit it with enough pace and it doesn't beat Allison. So what I'm trying to say is I still think there's plenty of evidence that Liverpool are a good team. Um, it's just that, you know, sometimes it's just the coin gets flipped and it comes up tails. And it comes up tails like 10 times in a row. But <laughs> I could be wrong about that. Spurs versus Liverpool. I don't know. Son's um, injured. So, yes, that's that's, that's the problem. Spurs have got a massive problem up front. Lucas Moura, apparently he's playing through pain. So they might have to give him injections wow. to play. So it's going to be him and Kane up front, basically. Although they might play Perisic in the front three because he's capable of doing that. And Conte yeah. has hinted at that before but he hasn't actually ever done it so it remains to be seen when I think about when Spurs have played big team in teams in the past they've come, tended to go for the counter-attack will yeah. they do that here though because they're at home I don't know how do I see this game going maybe it's going to be a draw mm, I don't see a draw mm. I don't see a draw but I definitely see goals yeah 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 mm. fair enough fair well I mean if you've got attackers then Happy days. <laughs> if you on either side, happy days. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Okay, play picks. Let's do it. Play picks. You want to go first, or shall I? I think you went first last time. I think I did. And I regret. I regret what I said about Iwobi. By the way, I take it back. <laughs> It was it, it 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 wasn't me. I wasn't in the right mind. I'd, I'd had some Nigerian jollof, and I was a bit I was a bit sick, as you could clearly tell. You gotta look out for that Nigerian jollof, man. <laughs> it makes all kinds of things they regret the next day. I was a bit delusional. <laughs> all right, cool. Play picks. Uh, first pick's going to be the obvious one. Obviously, you've got the inform Newcastle who are making me eat my words about them not being in top six as well. So, yeah, um, I think I can't help but pick Wilson. It was between him and Almirian, but I think just because Wilson is a striker, he's most likely going to be getting assists probably from other players as well. So I just think Wilson's the first and obvious pick for me. Second pick for me is going to be Bernardo Silva. He was rested midweek, so I see him starting. A lot of people are going to go for De Bruyne, and De Bruyne is actually a, a, a brilliant choice as well. But I think everyone underestimates Silva and how much of a part he plays in that team. He's just so good on the ball. He's amazing on the ball, actually. And I think he's going to be really strong against the Fulham team, especially since he's going to be rested. He's definitely going to be starting. Mm. There's a few people in the City squad you could choose, but I think Silva's definitely a good shout. And then my final pick for me is going to be a West Ham player. Now, I'm not going to go straight for the West Ham attacking force. I would have usually gone for Bowen. Mm. But I think I'm just going to go for Cresswell. I think West Ham should do well to keep a clean sheet against a Palace team who are struggling a little bit for goals. And with West Ham having that confidence of winning, winning away from home in Europe, I think they'll be able to kind of keep it, keep that clean sheet at home and definitely should be able to win that game so those are my picks no the Cressorn that's good he often goes under the r- radar and I was surprised to see him pop up with like six or seven points but yeah. you know I shouldn't be surprised because he's capable of doing that okay very good you're all about to witness a monumental throwdown right 
following on from what you said with my picks, I'm going to be sticking with West Ham. And the first guy I'm going to say is Skamaka. Now, he doesn't get 90 minutes, but I still reckon that he's capable of doing something. And there's a lot of people out there who've got Tony and need to do something about him. There's a lot of people out there who've got Mitrovic, but he's got City this week, so they might want to shift him on as well. And, you know, for that price range, Skambaka slots in nicely there. Yep, the second one, I'm actually going to go back to Brighton. Flavour of the month, as they were uh, a few weeks ago. And dare I say it, I whisper his name, Trossard. Trossard, I think, may be worth a look. Brighton have got Wolves, um, who are all over the place at the moment. You know, they don't exactly get turned over, but they don't score a lot of goals either. And if Brighton are going to score... I think Trossard's going to be involved somehow. He's bad so many goals yeah. in, the, in the last couple of weeks. And then the third one is going to be another Brighton player, and I'm going to say Estepinian, because uh, he looked absolutely amazing against Chelsea, and he could have had a goal, and I think he got man of the match. So basically, based on recent form, I say Estepinian's worth a look, and he doesn't cost an awful lot. Yeah, again, he doesn't always start, but if he does, you know, then you're laughing. And, you know, he only cost 4.5, so why not? Uh, they brought him in to replace Kukurea, and I think he's doing the job. So those are my picks. Very good picks. Very good picks. I like them. Mm. Um, and I especially like the um, Skamaka pick as well. So, yeah, yeah, let's see how that plays out this week. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, apart from that... I think everybody's going to be sweating on uh, what's happening with Haaland. The latest is that he was pictured in training, but as usual, Pep gave away absolutely sweet FA. So, yeah, again, it's a case of rolling the dice. And it's probably a case of rolling the dice if you've got Foden, who I have got. But Yeah, uh, same. Yeah, I think Saka's going to be fine. Um, there was a scare over Wilson because he does that pod. And on the pod, he said, I've got a cold and I need to be fit for the weekend. Yeah. Everybody started panicking, but I get the impression that he's probably going to be fired as well. Yeah, exactly. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, once again, uh, I think we've come to the end of this week's episode. Thanks for joining me, Derek. Very much appreciated. No worries. Yeah please hit like and please hit subscribe if you haven't done already we'd much appreciate it and really help us out so yeah all that's left for me to say now is goodbye and don't fall for the pep roulette guys (laughs) wise words wise words